Welcome to the Cycles of Radiance podcast, a weekly conversation tailored for Gen X Black women and women of color who balance faith, family, friendship, career, and love. Through storytelling and laughter, we embrace the triumphs, challenges, and aspirations experienced by women of color. Your hosts, Joanna Kemper, Dana Middleton, and Stacey Givens, are faith-filled entrepreneurial women who are redefining success on our journey towards well-being. Find us on Instagram at Cycles of Radiance. Welcome to another Cycles of Radiance conversation. We have already been laughing, cackling about all the things. All the things. And I mean, mainly we started off because Stacy came in in full representation of what this month Let's is. Let's see, Stacey. And so Stacy, if you're listening to us, you can't see, but... If you can, if you're viewing us on video, you can see the regalia that she brought today. Mm. We got the t-shirt. It says, I am black history. Boom. Lest anyone be confused. Lest anyone mm. be. I'm not confused. No. Not and even a little. What does the mug say, Dana? Uh, I, I believe we've got white woke on a black mug. Stay there. Stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 In case anyone was confused, we are woke people on this podcast and we are Black History. And Every Latino, day, all day. I, I got to say that, you know, Absolutely. represent my Every people. Day, all day. But Every day, all it's day. really Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And which, which hit us, Dana. Well, um, there I are a mean, lot of thoughts about Black there History. There are a lot of thoughts. It brings up a lot of sentiments. And um, as Stacy sips her woke mug, um, Dana, what are some like initial things that come up when you hear Black History Month? You know, I have to be honest. It, mm-hmm. I'm conflicted. Um, and y'all mm-hmm. know how it stirs the emotions, how it comes out. Now, don't get it twisted because I'm here all day, every day for all things Black. What I reject is the notion that we can combine it to just some days that are dictated by other people. Um, the shortest reject, month. The shortest month. But, you know, that's not a new argument. We, okay. You know, Um I'm over celebrating the same people over and over. Not that mm. they are not worthy of celebrating mm. um, because let's, right? But if they were in the history books in the 70s, 80s, 90s, they're probably the only things. Oh, wait, no books, no more. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but we need, to, we need to broaden our scope of what this means. Just, you know. I'm not saying anything new. I'm not here pretending like I'm just like some brilliant mind saying some new shit because that's not the case. That's just how I feel about it. So yeah, cool. Happy Black History Month. But there are things that I will call out Happy Black History Month um, that are a little bit outside the norm. And to keep people from clicking off, I'll just end it right there. Mm. 
See, I want to go deeper, right? I want to go deeper. I'm like, what are the other things that need to well, be acknowledged? Just give us one, Deisha. Let's, 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 let's just let's just pass the mic. You know, I'm, I'm, we're gonna share the space, and we'll see where the conversation takes us naturally, organically. Mm. We don't want to force it. So, I have a slightly different perspective than D Sharp mm-hmm. on Black History Month, right? I, I do believe that we need to be celebrating um, our greatness. We need to celebrate our history, all of it, the ups, the downs, everything, because that's what's made us us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've taken it upon myself where I where I move um, to highlight people from today. To your point, D Sharp, get short shrift, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is our one opportunity to be on stage. This is our one opportunity to have somebody else highlight the work that we do, highlight who we are, highlight the book that we wrote, highlight the work that we've done, highlight just who we are as individuals. And that I think it gets lost. Like that, I agree with you, should happen throughout the year. And I think we missed that opportunity uh, to recognize people to, as we always say, give them their flowers. I'm gonna go on a tangent right quick. I was thinking about that phrase about a week ago, the whole give you your flowers. And where it comes from for me is from a Shirley Caesar song, The Faded Rose. And she says, um, and I'm horrible with lyrics, but the, I grew up hearing this song um, on my way to daycare and everywhere else I was going with my mom. And the song always brought tears to my eyes, even as a small child, because she's talking to her mother, I think. And she says, this faded rose is all I have to give. Um, and she talks about how you know, she would line her grave with roses. And if, if that didn't, it was just this beautiful song. I have to look up the lyrics while we're on the call. But anyway, so she's talking about giving the flowers to her her mother um, while she lives. Like that's mm. the lyric of the song. Mm-hmm. And these are, again, these are things that we probably don't think about when we say, oh, well, let's give them their flowers. For me, it comes from that song, The Faded mm. Rose. And we don't do that often enough. We wait for somebody's birthday. We wait for Oscars. We wait for Grammys. We wait for Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. We wait for a movie to drop. We wait for some music to drop. But there are everyday people in our communities that are moving things forward in the PTA, in the city council, um, in your neighborhood, you know, that are, are doing things that are important. And we, we just gloss over that and we wait for some major celebration and a parade. No, let's do it every day. Let's recognize that person today. Let's send that message today. Let's send that card today. Let's post them on whatever social platforms we have. If you have a platform, use it to the benefit and to the glory of supporting somebody else and their mission and their vision. And that, I think, is what gets lost in Black History Month. Because to mm-hmm. your point, D-Sharp, we're often going back in history and we'll pick up people we've heard about a thousand and one times even with that like my whole thing with with where i move is i'm going to bring up some people that to other folks will be obscure names that they there don't know go. names that there we, we go. know but names that they do not and i'm like i do it deliberately because i'm like you need to know who these folks are or were because they have made us us mm-hmm. and that i think it's lost a lot and to that I mean, everything that you just said, but the an to an add on, um, some of the things that may not be all super warm, fuzzy, love and unity, right? Um I I I think we we gloss over that, especially during these times um where things get whitewashed. 
No, those are the people that we need to pull, point out. Those are the acts that we need to put. Everything, again, this is problematic, I'm sure. Everything is not Martin Luther King. And our advancements, the things that we do, the things that we, who we become, ain't all because of that. So everything, yeah, exactly what you're saying, Stacey. That's how, that's how I feel about the celebration of us as a people during the month of February. But also the bringing up of Martin Luther King and all his quotes and all these historical figures is not really discussed in the full context of who they were and uh, their full humanity. And so we miss the, the essence of their message and how to keep it alive and move it forward. So it's almost like the messaging from these historical figures gets uh, hijacked by people and presented, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what you're going to talk about, and um, presented in their in their own way to benefit them and to mm-hmm. move their agenda forward, whether mm-hmm. it's false or not. And that's uncomfortable, right? And we're not we're not discussing the full story. Right. And so people, I know people love to quote MLK. He has beautiful speeches that he wrote, um, prayers, even. I mean, he was a minister. Yeah, great. Um, have you also discussed the, the discomfort that he created and how hated he was? I mean, he was killed, right? So let's talk about that piece because when we talk about it, it's a twofold impact one for us as black people it reminds us that we will be hated right persecuted whatever word you want to use as we try to move the agenda forward to obtain more rights but then it also gives us encouragement and provides different approaches and strategies for how to continue in the movement um when we understand the full story and the impact that it had and that people still to this day are we're still fighting for those rights we're not done the work is not done and the way in order to create uh to move the work forward we have to create discomfort it's not going to be a joyful you know 100 percent all the time as we try to move forward i think that's so true i um i think that there's <laughs> We live in a in a place of discomfort. Mm-hmm. That that is a an automatic um, I, for us. I, I believe, you know, if, if you're among your own folks all the time, how could you be uncomfortable necessarily? Right, like in your own skin. Uh, but when when I show up in a place and I I'm instantly aware of my presence in that place. Uh, me and a friend went to go catch a band the other day. And um, shout out to the sufferers. The, the concert was off the chain. We really had a good time. Anyway, so we go and we're in this venue, very nice venue we had never been to. And instantly we're looking around and we're counting. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's just an automatic Problem thing. Problem number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because you, you, you just, it, it's, just, it's an automatic thing for me. I'm aware, you know, and I think it's a safety thing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, without it's it's an unconscious safety reflex of mm-hmm. who here looks like me 
in case something jumps off, right? Like that's, that's just a feeling. And I'm like, that's not how other people move no. until one of us is in the room. And then all of a sudden they're uncomfortable. Mm. They move in a place of, of, of comfort all the time because they've created the things, they own the things. And then when we show up, it's like, oh, oh I, hi, we've never seen you here before. Is, oh, is this your first time here? See, I've had that experience in so many places. And it, it's, it's masked as inclusion and as welcoming. But, and again, perhaps this is just me. Nobody else feels this way and that's cool too. But I, 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 I question that because I'm like, I'm not expected to be there wherever mm -hmm. there is. You're not expecting to see my face. You're not expecting to see my presence. And so I, it's, it's just interesting how, you know, to your point, Jay, about how people view MLK today and how they quote him and misquote him, mm -hmm. um, just like folks do with scripture. They'll mm -hmm. find a scripture twisted mm -hmm. and make it work mm -hmm. their narrative mm -hmm. or fit their narrative. They do the same thing with MLK. And I, another shout out to coach with code switch. That's my podcast for all time. Oh, that's I such a good podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. They talked about the, how people viewed MLK and how there was, he had the lowest popularity rating. Like mm -hmm. he was not loved in mm -hmm. 68 leading up to 60. He wasn't, but the way he's portrayed today is this heroic figure that America loved him. And no, they didn't. Right. They hated the man to your point, such so much so that they killed him. Mm -hmm. So, but the way it's portrayed again, we're, we're, to, to, to what D Sharp was saying, we're whitewashing the history. Like, no, this man was not loved. He was not revered. He was not cared for. He was not, you know, promoted. He had people within his own crew who were like, are you sure about this? So I just think it's interesting that, that we have this way of, of uh, repainting the reality. I think we do that in our families as well, right? We show up to events, we show up to family mm -hmm. reunions, show up to family functions, and we, we pretend like we all, this is such, so great and don't let it be a funeral. And some family member that has acted a complete <laughs> asshole, but we are going to like paint them in the be most beautiful mm -hmm. light. And mm -hmm. I'm like, stop, stop. Revered. Just say you, right. Just yep. be honest. And it doesn't mean that you get up to the mic and you, you rip the person, but it, let's be real. There were some challenges with this, this individual in our family, you know, mm -hmm. but we are family and we love until the end. That's no a fair what. statement. Right. That's a true statement. Right. But that's not what we do. We, we want to try no. to make things look better than they were. And I'm like, that's not reality. And if you're yeah. not dealing with the reality, you don't ever change what's coming down the pike. You're, you're always pretending. I'm like, we got to cool out with the pretending. Let's be real about all of it. Who MLK was, what he stood for what he believed in and how people felt about him then and how people feel about him now are two completely different things. I think when you peel it back though, it has to do with shame. Boom. Shame is a liar, you know? And I feel like this country has a problem with shame, just like humanity mm -hmm. has a problem with shame. Right. And so we have not dealt with that. We are still trying to paint, a pretty picture uh, on a very nasty, gritty history. And the thing is, all countries have dirty history. This is, it's humanity. We're dirty. We're, <laughs> everything was established on, you know, violence, 
our dominance, like all these countries were established in that way, one way or another. But I think what distinguishes certain countries is the acknowledgement of the full history. Like, yes, we did all that. Yes, we did. We, we killed people. We were power hungry. We, uh, we thought better than we thought we were better than other people. We enslaved people. We genocide. We did all those things and we understand why we did it. And these are the things that we're putting in place now going forward so that we don't fall down that path again. But all countries have done this. And for whatever reason here, we're still in 2024 trying to sugarcoat it or hide it. And you can't hide the truth. I mean, yes, it's shameful. Okay. But accept it. It We're not saying that people in current... Yeah, <laughs> you know, or I'm not pointing at people today and saying, you have slaves right here. I'm not saying that to you. We may have a different format of that, but that's a different conversation. But in the tradition, in the sense that we're talking about, you know, that's not happening. So, but what we are saying is that it did happen and that if we're not careful, we're going to fall into those patterns again. And guess what we are? because we are not acknowledging our full history. So now things are resurfacing with a different packaging and a different bow, but same it's still shit, the same day. stink. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. I want to run it back just a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, because what Stacy, when you were talking about going into this venue and counting, it was very, it was very metaphorical uh, for mm-hmm. me. Um, you go in, we all do. I will, I won't say everybody, but we know we three do. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. You go into a place, you're very aware of the cl- the climate. You start planning your exit strategy because if some shit goes Girl. down, I got to know where to go. Mm. Right. Um, if they walk in their natural thing, and this is, this is where it took me is to go towards and investigate and to find out if we're in a place and one of us starts running, what happens? We, we are running. all run. We're you running. find out what happens later. It's later, right? <laughs> but but no, let's investigate. Let's see why are you here? Should you be here? If you had been doing something else, if you had been more compliant or acted more like us or any of these things and the control of that. Um, which leads to what you were talking about, Joanna, like that, that need for power and control over every single situation. And yet it's masked as back to you, Stacy. No, we really want you here. But as long as you do all of these things and conform, conform and, and celebrate yourselves in the way that we decide is appropriate during the appropriate time of the year, during these days and let's take this phrase from the I have a dream speech, because this is the only speech that anybody knows, um, <laughs> and ignore everything else in the speech. So the context never plays a part. We never acknowledge anything else. Everything is just this glowing representation of who we are. And it was just necessary that we have the power because it was for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I'm over. 
that's what totally, that's totally power. fair and I, I see that like I that's not lost on me at all um and I think there's so much of a to your point earlier about you know well that's right we don't have books anymore um what's happening in this this country like it just feels like a like a slide away from anything that resembles truth um a slide away from anything that resembles reality packaging things in these euphemisms that really mean nothing mm-hmm. um, and, and still expecting people to kind of get on board with it. The, and say the thank whole, you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, I feel you on that. Like I, I, my, my tolerance for the commentary has, has, has waned. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I said, you know, I feel like any platform or opportunity that I have to elevate another brother or sister, I will do it because it doesn't happen often enough. Mm -hmm. And we're so busy trotting out um, folks that we've never even met, folks we've read about, but I'm like, are we living out what they said? I mean, we do it with Jesus all the time. We would trot out a scripture quick and in a hurry. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are we really living that out? Just like we tried out what MLK mm-hmm. said or Fannie Lou Hamer or mm-hmm. Ida mm-hmm. B. Wells, all these people. And we're just throwing names out there and throwing phrases out there. But there was, I don't know, I, I just don't think that we're living out what, we, what we're what we preaching about, quite honestly. Yeah, because and, it's and being done. Go ahead. Sorry. There's just such a, a lack of understanding as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're going to know our, our history in this country, the things that get unpacked in reels on Instagram and whatever else, it's like, well, damn, that happened? Because you have to investigate for yourself. You have to dig. There is, there is no teacher in any school who is going to unpack for you how we got where we are today. It mm-hmm. just isn't going to happen. It is a, it's something that you have to be willing to go find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, when, the, when you do learn and you know where you come from, It the light bulb goes on in a very different way and you start moving differently because mm-hmm. you know what you've come from. It's true in your own family. When you know the history of things in your own family, there's a different feeling that you have. Your, your chest swells with pride because you're like, wow, this is what my parents and my grandparents and great-grandparents endured. Mm-hmm. And this is why I need to, to behave in a different way. This is why I need to keep on striving and keep on pushing and believe for better and try for better. Yeah. But there's yeah. so much missing, you know, and we're not going to get it in the school system. Like we need to cut no. that fallacy out today. No. That's not going to happen. You've got to go get it for yourself. You, you should be always trying to find out what was our history? How did we arrive here? How did this happen? How did that happen? Where did these things come from? How did we arrive here today? And I don't think there's enough of that. You know, no. um, I've done investigations myself of, of different people and situations and historical events and continue to do so you'll never know it all but damn we got to start somewhere and to be fair to be fair to us it's exhausting mm-hmm. it's exhausting it's ongoing it's like having three four jobs at one time because mm-hmm. you have to decipher the information that you're being given with what you know to be the truth um, quick shout out not only to my husband but to a teacher he had in high school uh, Mr. Plowright, he was the only teacher I've ever heard. My husband is the only person who had an authentic um, instruction 
a, a historical education on on us as Africans, as as Black people in America, and in in what that looked like. Um, but it's also one of those things. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, mm-hmm. right? Watching the Super Bowl last night, the DJ they had there, and I won't go too deep, right? But the DJ they had, we had a conversation talking to our kids about, you know, it's it's frustrating to see such this 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 acceptance on one end. Like, okay, yeah, we get it, you accept it, wonderful, great. But on the other end, back in the seventies. People were arrested. Dudes were arrested. They went to jail for breakdancing on the street. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't it, it wasn't this amazing thing that now is part of um, this this appropriation, this thing that, oh, now the all cultures love it. It wasn't always that. It was us. It was stuff that we created, things that we did that was hated on and was criminalized. Oh, but now we embrace it. We love it. We're going to do it. Now we're going to do it on such like a magnificent stage that people around the world are going to watch us scratch records. Nobody knew about that. Y'all didn't know about that. You know what I'm saying? But now you're getting paid to do it at Super Bowl and we should celebrate it. Great. Let's celebrate it. But at the same time, it's kind of pissy. If we can be honest about that, it, the, 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 the criminalization of marijuana, the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a gang of brothers in jail right now for doing stuff that white boys are making money on the, on the corner of the, the street, right? They got stores, they have buildings, people are investing in these things, right? They got VCs yes. investing in these things, but brothers are still in jail. So yes, it's a, it's, it's a very real thing, very, very powerful thing, very much worthy of embracing, but also cut ourselves some slack because the shit's exhausting sometimes. It is, but I think the historical context is still important oh, to know how we got here. You absolutely. know, um, there's so many things from from music to literature, so many things that we are the authors of, mm-hmm. um, but we are not credited for those things, inventors of, and Gotta not know. credited for that. And we have people walking around, ex- black, white, in every other hue, walking around, you know, enjoying certain benefits of things that black people created mm-hmm. that they would never know because again, mm-hmm. it's not taught. Mm-hmm. And if it is taught, it's taught incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, these are things that we really have to be intentional about learning. Um, I think it would give such a sense of pride When we know certain things, again, I go back to our own families. When we know certain things about our family members, like, oh yeah, you didn't know that that person was a an educator. You know that that person in in our family was a doctor. You know that that person in our family Mm -hmm. built X, Y, and Z. There is a sense of pride, like I Mm -hmm. really. And then you want to go and see it. Well, where was that building? And where was this and that? It 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 does something different to you. And I think that's true as a people group. When we know that we are the authors of, the inventors of, the creators of certain things, it it changes how we move. It changes how we behave. There, there's, it changes our posture. Damn. And I think that that is, is lost in many ways. Yeah, it brings no. pride. And I wanted to build on your point, Dana, because 
when we talk about exhaustion, it's real because it's been years on top of years, right? Trying to gain just basic human rights and access. Mm -hmm. And it is exhausting, but we're not done, right? And we not can't ever just- done. Not no. ever done. And no, so never done. we have to somehow um, toe this balance, right? Between continuing the efforts, but then also resting ourselves um, so that we can do more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or just rest mm -hmm. ourselves rest because it is our it's our divine right so there's a this this tension there that exists because we want to make efforts to drive change and you know give better access and rights not just to us but the generations coming up behind us right and so when we hear about you know the educational system which is foundational right for um humans here, <laughs> you know, that they're not getting the full, full history, right? The full information. It's a problem. And so we can't just brush it aside and not do anything about it. Exactly. But then at the same time, we as individuals have to be mindful of how much energy we're investing, what type of energy we're investing and to what. And then also at the same time safeguarding our spirit our own energy our mind mm -hmm. um so we're not consumed by all of that because mm -hmm. it is very negative exhausting taxing it's horrific when you actually step back and you look at it you know with the full lens it's it's horrible right and so it can easily consume you to the point that you lose all hope. And so we have to be mindful. Yes, as a group, as a collective, we want to continue the efforts, but individually we have to, again, this is where community care comes in, right? It's like, okay, mm -hmm. you need to take a seat. All right, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going over here. And then further up, maybe you can get up and then you can continue, right? It's like a relay because we can't stay in it the whole time. We'll pass out. Yep. So it's like a relay. How are we tagging each other? How not just to continue the race, but also to rest um, during this journey. Yeah, yeah. Yep. In the messages, um, because, like you said, not only is that information not being given, the information is being countered. Right, it's yes. being replaced with something else that says, "Okay, years ago, you know, our what we were taught about our history was very narrow." So that was one thing, but now it's that never happened, right? Which is completely right. different than That's presenting totally some small little snippet of the truth. It's, oh, that never happened. And that is damaging, which is to your point. And I don't ever want it to be uh, misconstrued that I would say, ignore it or don't, don't live in it or don't research it. No, you absolutely have to know. But mm -hmm. Joanna, you you touched on it 100%. It's about that balance. It's about knowing there's a moment to put it in perspective and to take a break, to take a breath and say, okay, I'm dealing with a lot of different pieces here and how to navigate that and uncovering those truths. Um, but you guys, y'all know how I am about words. I'm very serious about words. 
Um, and how we communicate that is so critical because yes, Stacey, 100%, it's the difference between we can walk with pride or we continue in this is whatever. But I noticed I was watching, of course, the commercials last night and the Pfizer commercial. I don't know if y'all peep this, but in the Pfizer commercial, they went throughout their history, you know, brava, good, good for y'all, great, whatever. But there was one person of color. They had some women sprinkled in, but there was one black woman. I didn't see any black men. If somebody saw it, please, you know, hey, don't send me no letters because I ain't going to read them. But <laughs> call me out, right? Just say, hey. Nope, there was more than one person, but I saw one black woman. And I'm thinking in all of these years and all of their history, there was only one black woman to ever contribute anything to Pfizer. There were there were never any black men. I know good and hell well there were some black men who contributed to the. Now, y'all might have kept them in the basement and they had to run their files up of the work that they did and give them to you so you could take credit. But they were there. And so watching that Pfizer commercial was like, okay, I see what you guys are celebrating. It's not lost on me what you're trying to get back to, you know, but you'll throw this little piece in there to say, oh no, we're, we're still here. No, no, your message is clear. So for, for those of us, for our children or, you know, other people of color who watch that and internalize it, the message then is, oh, there was nobody who contributed to anything good that Pfizer did. And that's bullshit. And we all know it's bullshit. That's my thing. That's like, that's my point. Yeah. We have to dig. And then at the same time, not just for our sake, but also to educate the upcoming generations so that they're fully aware. So we can't Mm -hmm. just trust on external systems to educate anymore while we're funding them while we're funding them i oof that that hit a nerve and mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was gonna say being a, a parent of color is quite the challenge these days it's always been a challenge okay mm-hmm. it's just increasing because now I, I have to also be an educator. I, I can't. I guess we've always had to be educators. We've always been educators. We've always, we've always had, had to be to. educators. Our kids and everybody else's. That's true, too. Because I can't trust that you're going to talk to your kid about what it means to be Black in America, what it means to be Latina in America, and what that all entails. No, because you're not. I'm going to have to do it. I'll do it for my kid. And then I also have to help educate you a little bit. So you have, have some a broader fr- frame. We have broader to have a framework. broader frame. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's just a lot of work, which brings so me back to my point of sometimes you just have to sit down and rest because you're not going to be able to do it all. Pick my battles. Yeah. Pick. Bingo. Bingo. Pick Thank it. you. Thank pick you. your heart because yes. it's yes. all hard. Pick, yes. pick one or two because I think that's the one thing that I see in our community. This exhaustion because we are trying to do all the things and move forward on all the efforts. And it's like, 
as an individual, you cannot. You've been sold you a lie that mm-hmm. it, it, you as an individual have to make all the difference. No, we as a collective make a difference. It's called community. So as we move together in community, we can drive more changes. But we are going to have to tap each other for some breaks because otherwise we are killing each other. And this, you know, and that's process. a conversation for another day too. Um, Little girl, community. I mean, our community, our trust, our oh. working together. It's a whole other conversation. Mm, mm. Which has its roots in our history. Doesn't it? Um, you know, in terms of how we mm-hmm. work together, support, and so on. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know. I feel very torn on the topic because growing up, um, you know, my parents worked, you know, hard like everybody else's parents. And I say everybody else, I'm making assumptions, but, um, and I, I can remember sharing with my dad, the syllabus in high school, what we were reading. And he was like, "Mm -mm." and so he goes to the, now this is a person, this is a man who was working all kinds of crazy hours because he worked for the railroad. So he was, he would miss holidays and whatever, because when they call you, you go to work. And, um, I couldn't even say he had a swing shift or a grave shift or whatever, cause it wasn't, it was X number of hours on X number of hours off. You get so much rest mm-hmm. and then they can call you to go back to work. And, um, he, he looked at what I was reading and what had been assigned. And he was like, I'm headed up there. And he went up to have a chat with the assistant principal. And he was like, why aren't you reading books by um, John Johnson? Why aren't you reading books by, he just ran down a whole list. Mm -hmm. We had a a green book in our house that was spiral bound and it was a black inventors book. And he would talk to me about the things that we had invented and it would be all these drawings. And so he took that up to the school and was like, well, how come you're not teaching this? And he had a whole list of books for them to teach. That and it didn't. It did not change the behavior, but it planted a seed. That's the key to me, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. showed me something as well as a child, as a teenager, that you take a stand when you don't agree with something. You take a stand. You let somebody know I, I'm not in agreement with this. As a parent, I am coming to see the administrator of this high school where my child goes, where I pay taxes for her to be right. here and for y'all to be here, and I'm letting you know I'm not. I'm not pleased. So I can remember later on in high school, I went to my teacher and I was like, I'd prefer to read Native Son. Mm. And I just picked my own books that I wanted to read. Everybody else can read all that other stuff, but I'm going to read this. Mm. And that that is how I, I started to shift and start reading authors that, you know, Richard Wright and James Baldwin. And again, it wasn't because it was being presented to me. I went to a mm. PWI as a high school and an undergrad. And so I had to go and seek it out. It was never going to be presented to me. But at home, there were certain things that we were doing. Like when Roots came out, he was like, my dad's like, we're watching this show as as a family. And we did. We watched all of it. I later read the book. Like it, it was a thing. Like he was very invested despite his work schedule, despite what he had to do on a daily basis in, in an in an industry where his presence, again, is not welcome. Mm -hmm. Even though he's the one running the train, (laughs) 
he had people who would challenge him on what needed to be done. And he's like, this is my train. I'm running the train. I'm the conductor. I tell you. Right. And so things like that, you know, as I look back on it, these are the things that make me swell with pride. Cause I'm like, I have every right to say, actually, I'm not going to read that. Actually, I'm not going to move in that direction. Actually, this is what I'm going to do instead, because mm -hmm. this is more important. Mm -hmm. This is more impactful. So when you say, well, it's Black History Month and let's talk about MLK and Rosa Parks um, and pick another person that they love to talk about because they, you know, they don't talk about Malcolm X. They don't talk about Megar Evers. They don't talk about Fannie Lou Hamer. They don't talk about, there's a whole cast of people that they never talk about, but they tried out the same ones that make them comfortable. Mm -hmm. Goes back to what we said earlier. These are the people mm -hmm. that make you comfortable because you can say, oh, well, but it was nonviolent and it was this, that, and the third and all of those things. Right. And I'm like, mm, no, mm -hmm. we're actually going to, we're going to highlight some other folks. We're going to highlight some people present day who are shifting the narrative, who are moving things forward for us as a collective. Because when we move forward as a collective, we really do move forward as an entire people group. I mean, there's a whole which we have case. seen, right? Yes. Evidence supports. Yes. And in order to drive change, you need to create discomfort. Even Jesus caused controversy and discomfort when he came. So yeah, that's how change happens. If it's palatable to everyone, then there's no impetus for change to happen. Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So I think it's just as a culture, not us as a culture, but in, in the U.S., there's this uh, discomfort with um, discomfort. <laughs> it's like people don't want to experience that discomfort. People want everything to be just mm, the same and manageable, controllable. And so even these historical figures, the narrative is being taken and reshaped in a way that is palatable. So again, it goes back to this earlier point of power, control, and the way to do that is to control the narrative, right? And what people are taught and all that. And so we have to break that cycle and continue to share the truth and the fuller history and then also talk about the present game changers, because there are plenty of people, like you said, Stacey, that are mm -hmm. making changes right now. And ultimately, it's in your own community. It's in your mm -hmm. own circle of influence. Like, what are you doing there and how are you showing up there? And then, then expand from there, because people sometimes get caught up thinking, oh, I want to do like this big march and like this huge thing. It's like you can't do huge if you haven't done little. So start where you are. And yeah. then you can expand into other things, or maybe you won't have to, because there's plenty of work within your own circle that needs to be um, accomplished. So what a great conversation. Mm. It really yeah. has been. As it usual. really has been. You know, as I'm usual. Like, as usual. I think it's Wherever brought up more we... questions, right? Exactly. Right. Which it yeah. did, and it should. I think that's, that's mm -hmm. part of the purpose of us getting together is to raise the questions, to talk about the things that we're doing, you know, to answer some of these questions. And, you know, the call to action for me, it is anywhere I can, I want to elevate and uplift us, period. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be, I don't want you to show up on, on my social media pages and it's all about me and it's me skinning and grinning. It ought to be about me highlighting you and what you have done and what you're doing to make things better for somebody else. 
it cannot be about me because again, if, if I'm lifting you up and you're lifting me up and then we're lifting up this other person, there, there's a collective rise. And I think sometimes that's missed and we can't wait for black girls rock, which I don't even know what happened to that. We can't wait for an award show. We can't wait for black history month. We can't wait for a season or a time to elevate one another. That's every day. Every, every day. day. It's a lifestyle, yeah. right? Like what you're saying, it's it a lifestyle. So you've lived that because we have examples of you uplifting other people mm-hmm. and the impact it's made, Stacey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lifestyle. And so I think what happens here is that we people want to show up for a month, not even the full month. People just show up for like the first few days of the month and then they're like fading out. And so it happens for all these monthly celebrations, whether it's the Pacific Islander, Black History Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, whatever it is, people just want to show up for a few days of that celebration. And then they're kind of done. It's like, okay, cool. Do you feel acknowledged? That's great. Do we see you? Okay, great. Now go back to your spot, right? Applause, applause. Applause, applause. And it's like, no, it's a lifestyle. And so it's very hard for you to show up authentically for any of these celebrations if that's not part of your lifestyle, mm-hmm. if that's not who you are, if you don't care the day to day about all these communities and people groups and you're not showing up for them every day, then don't show up for the month. Cause it don't matter. It don't matter. Right. Cause when it does matter, which is every day in the daily grind in the voting in the policy changes in the law changes in the educational system, then it don't matter. That's just my two cents on it. And for us, my takeaway is that reminder to balance effort with rest. So we're here. Yeah. Dana, take us home. What's your takeaway? Yeah. So for me, and this is very much every day, I sent out a text message to my family this morning because again, what we say matters. So all of this for me is about what are we communicating every day in its various forms? You know, what are we saying? What are we watching? What are we absorbing? What's coming through in the music? What's, what are we not reading? What are we reading? Um, Are we just being fed and are we internalizing whatever we see, whatever we hear? How are we processing that? So for me, it's all about the message. And I think I'm gonna go back just a little bit. When we talked about the the differences the three of us are different and yet so similar we have different approaches we have different thoughts we have different positions on many of the same issues but the goal is the same the goal is the same and it takes all of us how boring would life be if all of us thought the exact same way if we move the exact same way we're different learners Some of us are, we have to move, we're kinetic. Some of us are auditory. Some of us have to write things down. Like we learn different ways. It takes all different, all different forms of communication. So it's that message, how it's said, what it's said in a way to help us move forward, to understand our own power, to, to move others, bring others with us, you know, Um, that's what it's about for me. And so Stacey, when you're going, when you are sending out messages, when you are sending out newsletters and sharing on social media and highlighting people, that message is, look how amazing we are. 
you know, and I think that's what it takes. It takes us saying, look, y'all, there's somebody who's doing something. Look how amazing they are. They're a reflection of who you are. Those messages are so meaningful. And that's what it's about for me. I love it. Ladies, always a pleasure for us to chat. We hope that you enjoyed our conversation here and that it sparks more conversation for you in your lives. And ultimately, we hope that you radiate through all your cycles of your life. Until next time. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Our desire is to empower, support, and elevate you on this collective journey towards a fulfilled life. We invite you to connect and find community with us on Instagram as Cycles of Radiance. 